Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And everyone's obsessed with the Duggars. We've run a series of stories over the past uh, couple weeks uh, under the term Duggar Watch, and they've all been very successful. (laughs) Hashtag Duggar Watch. Yeah, they've all been very successful. I mean, so there is a ton of interest. I mean, I think, Natalie, we talked about the uh, room makeover that uh, Jana gave to her parents a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and then that spawned a couple more Duggar spinoff stories, and... Like the Duggars, it's, these stories have been very prolific. Very uh, numerous. Yes. What do you think Num- the obsession with them is? I think it's the whole 19 kids thing. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> do people just want to see how so you deal with kids? real estate? Well, I mean, I think it's the fact that there are so many of them, and they're all, you know, some of them are of, you know, an age where they're able to buy and sell houses, and, you know, in the, like Jana is doing decor stuff. I mean, they're not all like little kids. So they've all kind of branched out and are finding their way. Yeah, I think that because the show ran for so long, audiences really kind of took an interest in the family. And even after the show, they still have huge social media followings. We just looked at Ginger's Instagram. She has like a million followers. And I'm not being hyperbolic. Like one million people follow her on Instagram. I think it is just the fact that we got such an intimate look at their lives on TV. And so now people want to like know how the story continues as the kids grow up, as they have their own families, because, you know, a lot of them have gotten married, have had kids. Right. And maybe that's, maybe that you've kind of hit on what Rachel was asking was that because the show is over, we have to follow them through the media or, you know, you have to follow Mm -hmm. them through articles and their social media pages because you don't have that regular, fix on TLC Mm -hmm. or whatever. In February 2018, Ginger took to Instagram to share a photo of herself and her husband with the caption Sunday and a smiling face emoji. While the picture appears innocent enough, Ginger's outfit shocked fans because she wasn't wearing a long skirt or dress, but rather pants. One fan commented, OMG, pants. Did you guys know that Instagram is potentially getting rid of um, showing the number of likes that a photo has. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't. I, I, they very that. well might do that. And they very well might do away with showing how many followers someone has, too. What's so, the reasoning behind that? I, maybe just to level the playing field. Just, um, you know, because there's such a, like, it's such people a... get so, like, in their feelings about, like, no one liked my photo. Right. And then also, like people buying followers and you know i mean yeah because it's mm-hmm. become a whole it's game. a competition like, yeah you know, it's a business Ky- yeah. kylie has whatever 130 million followers how do i get it's to... a whole economy yeah it's, yeah um totally but that's why i would think that anyway. they would keep it yeah and and it allows brands then to know like oh should i align myself with person because x celebrity versus another one yeah Mm-hmm. So if people are doing, you know, if people are accumulating a lot of followers like the Duggars mm-hmm. and they're hoping to capitalize on that following, like this could be kind of a, this is a bad thing for them, I'm assuming. Yeah. Wow. So, Natalie, I think you should get on the phone to Arkansas, please, and let the Duggars know about this. <laughs> call, late, call the Duggars? Late breaking Instagram. Well, are they all located in Arkansas? Because just Jim, Bob, and Michelle. Right. Are so, well, no, so that Arkansas, leads right? into two stories that we did this week. Um <laughs> <laughs> How many? I 
I think the ultimate goal is to have 19 stories. More stories <laughs> than, than there are, are Duggars. Well, but if you count the grandchildren, there's no way we can catch up. <laughs> and the cousins. And... Challenge accepted. Okay. <laughs> yes, truly. I mean, with that many people, the Gotta be always making real estate moves. We'll see. So anyway, this week we did a couple stories. Uh, One was on the patriarch and the matriarch of the family, Jim Bob and Michelle, are selling 21 acres in Arkansas near Bentonville, Arkansas, where the headquarters of Walmart is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's 21 acres. It has a house on it, but the house is being sold as is. It doesn't sound like the house. I mean, the, the pictures, the listing photos are pretty scant. Uh, it pretty much just details where this acreage is, and it's now on the market for $600,000. Wow. And so this is this is not their primary residence? No, no, no. This is this is something that they acquired. It, I don't know if they had planned to do something with it. It's, it's unclear whether they had planned to, you know, do something with this 21-acre plot at one point in time and then decided against it or how mm. they came upon it. But uh, right now they're selling it. It's right near the airport. I guess there's a Northwest Arkansas Regional Airport. I've never flown in there. I don't know if you, I, you have. Just because I'm from Tennessee does not mean I know everything about the I, southern I, states. I don't know that. I don't know that I've ever seen K and A on anybody's luggage. We should get uh, Sarah Staley, our yeah. head of employer brand, in here to talk. She's from Arkansas. Yeah. Maybe she's flown in, oh. but I'm, I'm sure it's. If if anything, if it's, it is close to Bentonville, it could be a, like a hub for Walmart executives to fly in and out. Yeah. of. there's maybe a lot of private jets, not a lot of commercial flights. I don't think go to Northwest Arkansas. I don't know. Anyway, Jim Bob and Michelle are <laughs> so selling enough about the enough about the airport. <laughs> yeah, Jim Bob and Michelle are selling 21 acres that is near the airport. If you're interested, it is six hundred thousand dollars. Anyway, um, so. The other Duggar story, I'll hit on that real brief, was Anna and Josh uh, own a place in Arkansas as well. Uh, Josh is a Duggar son, I think the eldest son, and they are selling a place in Arkansas. Arkansas. Of course. course. (laughs) And it is on the market for, they just cut the price. They cut the price by 10 grand, I believe it was. It was a... yeah, so that was available for right around three hundred thousand. Now it's at two eighty nine. And the farmhouse that they're uh, selling in Arkansas is five bedrooms. It's kind of a modern farmhouse, the style that's very so popular they, these, these days. Right. So they need more space. Yeah, it's five bedrooms. They may need more space. Um, there were some rumors online that you know that they're in financial difficulties. Blah blah blah. I, we didn't really get into that in our article because it was kind of speculation. Um, but uh, yeah. So the Anna and Josh are, are selling their place in Arkansas as well. If you're interested in moving to Arkansas, there are a couple of Duggar opportunities. Duggar, hashtag Duggar opportunities. And we'll have more Duggar reporting as the as the weeks unfold. Seychelles. Yes. It's an island archipelago about eight thousand miles from New York. Mm-hmm. It's off the coast of East Africa. Okay. Each country in the world has a diplomat at the UN. These diplomats that congregate at the UN in Manhattan, they need a place to live, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them have chosen Westchester County. Because it's upscale. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I, I think maybe some of them might live in Midtown, but I don't think all of them necessarily want to. They have to have a place mm. where they can entertain and, you know, mm. welcome in people from their home country or you know got it dignitaries right. a and, palace of their own and so it's a it's a you know 
this place is in White Plains. It's owned by the Consul General of Seychelles. So we looked into it, and it was owned by, a, the, like I said, the Consul General, and he and his bride, they... they I want were, you to say their names. Uh, Justin Etson and his bride, Lana Zacosella. Zacosella? They, yeah, that looks about right. Yeah, so they, they um, bought this home, and it ha- the home has a background. It was once owned by the Macy's, the not the Macy's family, but the family behind Macy's department stores, the Strauss family. And then it, w- then it was sold in the 80s to the Hearst family. And, uh, of newspaper fame. Yeah, of newspaper fame. And then somehow these folks, Justin Etson, the consul general from the Seychelles, uh, bought it. And he was going to live here with his wife, and they ended up getting a divorce. And My fun fact about this house yes. is that the diplomat and his wife, his bride, lived there, um, and they got married in 2015. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay Lohan partied there. Yeah. I knew that was your favorite detail. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she went to their she went to their wedding. Yeah. The wedding cost over a million dollars and lasted a year. Mul- no, the wedding actually oh. was a multi-day celebration. Yeah. And so this this house has been empty now for a couple years. There, you know, I think there's been vandalism. It's been, you know, it's it's a like a gutted house. So it's going up for auction, and the the minimum bid is two point five million. It, it's mostly being sold, I think, for the land, it, mm. and like it's a great location, like you say, right there on the Hudson River. Again, I think it's just odd that somebody connected to Seychelles owns a place in Westchester County, New York. But I guess it's not that weird. Yeah, it's not that weird. Well, it's because we looked into it, and I I counted up like. 25 homes at least owned in Westchester County that are owned by, you know, dignitaries or foreign governments, mostly African countries, actually. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of a house with a very strange history between being passed down from, you know, the the family who owned the Macy's to the Hearst um, son to Seychelles, you know. These, yeah, these diplomats from Seychelles who knew Lindsay Lohan, like, it's just... It's, <laughs> that, I know, it's, 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 it's got their Lindsay Lohan in there. It's, it's, got, it's too it's good to be true. It's seen a lot. It's, it's, it's seen, seen a lot. It's seen a lot. And the agent we spoke with told us that you're only a 14-minute helicopter ride from Manhattan. So, again, if you need to be oh. there on UN business, uh, you're not that far away. <laughs> with the helicopter. If you have a helicopter, yeah. too. Yeah. Not being sold with us. No, no, no. Helico- helicopter not included. Helicopter sold separately. <laughs> so when I say the word timeless, what do you guys think of in terms of, uh, like, say something in your house or your house itself? Like, timeless, what does it evoke? I think of something that never goes out of style and would be in... Would look appropriate in any era. Okay. And Something that can move with you from place to place. Well, anyway, we had an art- <laughs> anyway, we had an article this week about 10 timeless pieces of furniture that will never look dated ever. Yeah, and I thought we should talk about whether we agree yeah. that these pieces would never go out of style. Right. Because I found myself thinking, really? Yeah, Yeah, there were definitely some on this list that I'm like, but then there were some that I'm like, hooray! Like there was like, for example, can I just like good summary? So so there was uh, and then there was hooray. So can Uh. we start with the uh, or do you want to start with 
Hooray. Can I just dive in? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. Like there was, um, so number five was an Eames chair. Yeah. um, With kind of the plastic back with the the legs. Sometimes they're wooden legs. Sometimes they're metal legs. Um, Very mid-century modern. I have four Eames chairs at my dining table, and um, I didn't think that those were necessarily timeless. I feel like those were trendy, and that's kind of why I bought them, but I love the idea of having those for a while. So, yeah. Well, they're considered mid-century modern, and that kind of flies in the face of being timeless if you're attaching kind of a yeah, but I think- an era to it. I know that they are associated with mid-century modern style, but they do have some sort of classic element with, I mean, even the ones that are in this picture, they can work in a variety of decor situations. You don't have to just Mm -hmm. have a mid-century modern house to make these chairs work in your house. Uh, The other point I guess I was trying to make is that, yes, they are associated with mid-century but that was, you know, mid-century was 1950s, and we're still seeing people buying Eames chairs today over, like, seven, 70 years later. So, True. I mean, they well, do have some classic element to them that they're still desirable today. Would we consider timeless furniture to be pieces that are always, quote-unquote, in style? Or, like, or are they pieces that are, like, cyclical in, in trend and in style? Because were people buying these Eames chairs in, like, the 90s and the 80s? That's I, a good question. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think it's it's something that if you have it, it's never going to feel... Out of may, place. It's never gonna, yeah, it's never going to feel out of place. It's not that it's going to be of the moment or mm-hmm. fitting exactly whatever, you know the trend is right this minute, but it'll always mm-hmm. have a place in your house or your apartment. You're, it'll always kind of fit no matter what the era is or what. Okay. If that's the case, then I kind of yeah. might disagree with uh, number seven, which is Oriental rug. Yeah. I, I have, oh. I don't, I don't agree with that either. I don't think that that's a timeless element. Why? Because I associate it with old people. I'd, I would not. I would not have an Oriental rug in my house. Can I offer a um, dissenting opinion? Of course you can. Yes, that, that, that's what Please. this is about. Uh, I think that people are really embracing the granny movement. <laughs> oh, I agree. Um, right now, yeah. I, I. I. While you. While you associate them with like old stuffy, dusty houses, I feel like people maybe lately have really noticed the value of antiques a bit more have have I I feel like it's kind of a state an oriental rug is kind of like a statement piece the statement that Uh, it makes to me is that it's that you you know that yeah I think if it's a statement piece then it's not a timeless piece hmm and, but, I mean, again, if I go back to my logic, maybe I'm wrong because Oriental rugs have been in houses now for how many thousands of years, right? I mean... Since before there were houses. I don't know. Right. I mean, so, you know, the fact that they've survived this long means they are sort of timeless. I mean, I I feel like maybe an, or, uh, an Oriental rug could be one of those pieces that is so trendy at certain points in time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I look at photos of, you know, in decor magazines and online, and I, I see oriental rugs, and I'm like, that is chic. Like, that looks, 
pretty cool, especially, you know, in different styles of houses. Um, I mean, I, th- I think it depends on how you pull off the rest of the room, right? I mean, or the rest Right, of- how you style it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If it's styled among, you know, stuffy furniture and a lazy boy and, yeah. It's, not- it's, it's-, it's going to make it look old and dated. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm searching on Pinterest right now for oriental rugs because you said you'd seen them everywhere and i was thinking Mm -hmm. i don't think that i have but i have i just haven't registered yeah it didn't register and i think maybe my issue is i just don't like the look like it's just not for me yeah it's like it's it's timeless it's definitely like a more it's like a it's like a traditional looking piece it's very like so we can can we can say it's timeless it just may not be rachel's style style or natalie's style or my style i think exactly yeah i think yeah I don't think timeless means that it has to fit everyone's taste, right. too. Like, it, it doesn't have to fit everyone's aesthetic. Got too. it, got it. Okay. We are really, look at us. We are just. We're, we're coming to some conclusions. Yes. What about the fabric headboard? Is that timeless? I would. No, I would. I think, like, a, a, wood a wooden head, headboard would be timeless. timeless. But a fabric headboard, to me, yeah. I don't think can stand the test of time because it's going to get stained or messy or. That's that's Whoa. very true. I, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. This is a family-friendly podcast. Sorry. From, like, hair grease. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was talking about, Rachel, you sicko. Sweat and things like that. Sweat. Grease is in sweat. your hair. What do I use in my hair? I wish I had enough hair to use something. But I, I, the fabric headboard, to me, is the one. Out of the ten items, I I'd, I'd think that that is – I mean – it, in this photo that we have in the article, it looks really elegant, but I don't see a fabric headboard as something that's a timeless element. Of the antique beds that I've seen, I have don't think I've ever seen an antique fabric headboard. I've seen antique metal beds. I've seen antique wooden beds. But I don't think I've ever seen something that has fabric from like the 1950s, 1940s, 1930s. My current bed is a fabric headboard, and mm-hmm. it's... The first one I've ever owned, and I've always wanted to have a fabric headboard, and Me too. I feel very adult having a fabric headboard. Really? And so, Ooh. timeless? I don't know, but okay. luxurious? Yes. There are some other items on this list, so listeners, if you want to check out the other items, go to realtor.com slash news, and we're curious to hear what you think about this list, so let us know. 10 timeless pieces of furniture if you're searching. 10 timeless pieces. Yes, thank you. That's the headline. So you guys know that Judy, one of our editors, has been working tirelessly on a new venture for Realtor.com. It's a book. It's our first book that we've ever published. Yeah, it's the Essential First Time Home Buyers book. And it's basically your ultimate guide to everything you need to know about buying a house for the first time. So it's available on Kindle, and it's also available in paperback. You can just order it right on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's a great resource. It's pretty short, actually. It's it's 125 pages, so not too daunting. And, and it really breaks down the different steps that a buyer would go through when they're buying a home. We included a lot of tips from actual real estate agents and people who have gone through the process. It's something that you can take with you as you house hunt or go take it with you to your lender or to meet with a real estate agent. It's meant to be a resource that um, can help guide you through this entire journey. And it, yeah. it is geared at first-time home buyers? It is geared at first-time home buyers, but I'm sure that the information in it could be useful for Any those buyer. who aren't newbies yeah. um, because it's all about you know how to 
find the right price of home that you can afford or the right questions that you should ask real estate agents um, or your lender, how to negotiate. I mean, these are all important no matter how many times you've bought a home. So it's just kind of to cut out all the clutter Mm -hmm. and you don't have to Google a bunch of things and get a million articles just buy the book just just look at the book and you know it'll it'll break it all down for you and i can get this book on my kindle my my e-reader device mm-hmm. correct or hard copy or, or hard copy yeah or you can order one just hold it in your hands and so go to and go, say wow go feel to, this paper go to amazon and what would you search on on amazon if you go to amazon and you search in the books section for realtor.com buyers it'll come right up to the top Perfect. All right, it is time for Winners and Losers. This is the segment where we talk about celebrities who have bought, sold, and rented homes, and those who made a good deal, and those who may have lost some cash. So let's start with our loser this week, Eric. Yes. It is uh, Melissa Gorga. Wow, you're, you're doing the whole intro. I am. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Keep this train moving. Wow. Melissa Gorga from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay, yeah. Melissa Gorga is our loser of the week. And Joe, her <laughs> husband. Uh, they are prob- And Joe. Joe. They probably are the most likable couple on The Real Housewives of New Jersey, but uh, they've had a bit of a problem selling their home it's been on the market since 2017 it's a huge mansion you've seen it on the show uh she's given many walkthroughs uh, if you go to youtube you can find melissa gorga walking through her mansion it's it, it's way over the top in terms of finishes and decor it's kind of what you'd expect from a real house is it is it dun 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 tuscan <laughs> Tuscan? <laughs> you could say it's there's some Tuscan elements, of course. I know Joe is involved in the construction business, and I think he had a hand in putting this place together, and it's kind of mm-hmm. custom to their tastes, and it's I think that might be, again, we've talked about this in the past with celebrities or notable people trying to sell a house. If they design a home that's specifically tailored to them, it's hard to mm-hmm. find a buyer that buys into that same vision. This place was on the market in 2017 for $3.5 million. Uh, they dropped the price last year to 3.3, and then this week it dropped down to 2.95. And if you remember, uh, I think it was season five or six, uh, Melissa was starting a recording career, and there is a recording studio in this house. What is she saying? On Display. You don't remember yeah. the song On Display? No. I oh. mean, I no, stopped I watching shortly after. You guys don't know On Display? <clears throat> No. I, I know Tardy for the Party. Oh, no, that's that's Atlanta. I know that's Atlanta, this, but what this, does Melissa do? She sang on display. It was a big give song. Me, give, me a, give me a lick. Give me, oh, you, give me a... <laughs> you, want, you want to hear the give song? Give me a line. You want to hear the... Yeah. I'm on display. I'm on... Okay. I'm on display, on display, on display. Each and every day, every day, every day. <laughs> Everybody's waiting on me to fall. Everybody's waiting on me to fall, but I'ma keep on. I'm on display, on display, on display. Each and every day, every day, every day. Everybody's waiting on me to fall. Everybody's waiting on me to fall, but I'ma keep on. 
Wow, that was so good. We might get into some copyright issues. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what the fair use on that. Eric's uh, rendition. I'm listening to the song right now, and Eric's rendition sounds identical. To <laughs> oh, maybe a star. But well, anyway. unfortunately, she's yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, having she trouble selling her place. She hasn't been able to sell her house. Um, so if you are interested in buying the home where Melissa Gorga recorded on display, uh, this is the place. It's in New Jersey, Montville Township, to be exact. It's on display. <laughs> it's on display. Uh, all right. Let's move on to our winner. Our, our winner. winner this week. It's not a celebrity. Eric, Natalie, our winner this week is a home that's not exactly owned by a celebrity, but uh, it's not celebra- a human. celebrities have cavorted uh, at this home many times. It's a home that was featured in the movie La La Land. If you've seen the movie, you know it quite well. Yeah, it's it it's the scene where she's singing someone in the crowd. goes up to this mansion it looks like it's in the hollywood hills kind of in the movie at least um she's with her three friends they're all wearing the you know the green the red the yellow the blue they go into this mansion and it's kind of like a hollywood party and guys are kind of they're sitting on a couch in front of a pool and then she goes in and has like a moment in front of a mirror where she's kind of the the music kind of dies down and she's singing just by herself a cappella and she comes back out and there's this big crescendo, and a guy dives off of this the balcony of this house just as as the as the music kicks in and lands in this pool. It's it's kind of a I don't know if it's an iconic scene, but you you'll remember it if you saw this movie. Absolutely, the, yeah. yeah. And this Encino house is where that that scene was filmed. The Encino house is now on the market for I think it's six point five million or yeah six point four five million. So other. TV shows that have filmed scenes there include NCIS LA, Modern Family, Ballers, and there are a few Olay commercials, Oil of Olay. So whoever buys it, will they also be approached to have things shoot oh, there? Of course. And so that's part of the, I don't know if that's the allure, but if you needed a side hustle to you know supplement your monthly mortgage uh, you know, for a $6.45 million house, uh, you would have no problem... Uh, getting the attention of location scouts in L.A. who wanted to use this place as a filming location. So Mm. um, it could be a lucrative kind of side hustle if you just rented your house out for locations, um, you know, once a month, twice a month, whatever. La La Land House is our winner of the week, even though it's not owned by a celebrity. Plenty of celebrities have been there. Yeah, and if you get to own it, you will be a winner too. (laughs) Yes. That is it for House Party. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to realtor.com slash news. Uh, you can go to your favorite search engine and type in realtor.com and the topic, and the story should pop up. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email, podcast at realtor.com. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. Follow us on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, we are there as well. We are at House Party Pod. We post the new episodes when they publish. We post stories um, from our site that we find particularly interesting. So um, give us a follow. We will communicate with you. (laughs) Communicate with you. Um, Anything else? Oh, uh, 
We mentioned the Essential First Time Home Buyers book. So, uh, again, if you want to check that out, that's on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle. You can buy the hard copy off Amazon. If you like that, get to have a rating too. We love ratings. We are not afraid to ask for them. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.